Yeah. Okay, we left off on Friday. We were discussing a statement of Chizda. Of Chizda differentiated between saving an egg in two fashions. You're saving an egg by putting a bowl on the bottom of an incline to catch the egg, or you're saving the egg by by uh, covering it. So in the case where you're saving the egg by covering it, he allowed. And the case where he you, you, you wanted to catch the egg, he didn't allow it. And the Gemara explained the reason was you can only carry something for the purpose of a muksa item in order to save the item and only in a case where it's a normal case. And therefore, it's more normal for an egg to be on the ground and cover it than have to catch an egg from an incline. Now, the one I was going to ask some questions on that principle. You're allowed to cover the uh, candle with a bowl. That shouldn't get caught on the beam. So the question is, it's not, we're assuming now it's not common for a fire to start. The candle's mukseh. I'm allowing you to carry the bowl for the candle. That's mukseh. Here, Ralph, we're going to call you in about a half an hour to discuss the schedule for tomorrow. Thank you. Okay. So now the answer is bebate gechine. It's a low house. And since it's a low house, the shrichi budleka. So again, basic theme is going to be, I'm going to go through many cases. And we keep asking the same question. I thought you're only allowed to do things that are common. And we're going to think that the thing is not common. And we're going to answer it is common. Next case. have a broken beam of a house. I could put a bench there and bedboards there. We're assuming it's not normal for a beam to break. And you're allowed to carry it for this abnormal situation. I thought you can't move things from items if it's not expected and usual. The Kshurichality, it's a new beam, David the Paki, they break. The final question of a Bayer on Rabbah's explanation of Chizda. Notin Kaili Takatadela Bishabat, you can put a, a, a vessel to catch a roof drip. So how could you do that? We're assuming now that the water's mukseh. So when I says Bebate Khalati the Shrichi Dadalfe, it's a new house, and leaks are common on new houses. So till now, we're explaining Rabbah's version of Chizda. Again, what did Rav Chizda say? He differentiated between the two ways to save an egg. Save an egg by putting a cover on top. Save an egg by catching it. I'll give you a new difference. New principle. What is that principle? That principle is as follows. We'll see in many cases it shows up. Classic case is, I have a, I have a candle and I want to put a cup to catch the oil drips in the candle. Since the oil drips on Mukseh, it's going to land on the cup. The cup is now going to become a basis. It's going to become a base for the oil. You're making it Mukseh and you're making that you can't move it. It's like you nailed the bowl into the ground. That's called Mavatel Klimehechano. You're not allowed to undo the purpose of a Kaili, make it Muksan, make it non-movable on Shabbat. And that's the problem. That if the nothing to do with moving something for the purpose of Muksan, and that's what we thought till now. 
I can't move the cup for the egg because the egg's mukhsa. It has nothing to do with that. That's not the issue. We're not worried about moving the cup to catch the egg because the egg's mukhsa. We're worried about, we're worried about the fact that when you're moving the bowl, nothing we're moving the bowl. The fact is that you're allowing the bowl to catch the egg. Once the bowl catches the egg, you can't move the bowl anymore. That's the problem. New problem. Making my bowl unusable. Not because I'm carrying the bowl and the bowl's being carried from, forget about that. Noob shot. So here we are. New reason. The new reason is called Mavatel Klee Mehechano. If I put a bowl to catch my egg, it's like I'm nailing my bowl into the ground. So now again, we're going to ask questions on this approach. I have a barrel of tevel that was broken on Shabbat. How am I allowed to catch my tevel in a bowl? I thought if you just introduced me this rule called I'm never allowed to catch a mukseh item in anything because I'm creating it to become unmovable. I'm a lay tevel mukhano it's a Shabbat. Tevel's not really mukseh. Shimavar v'tiknom v'tukan. Tevel is untithed produce. Untithed produce is not inherently mukseh. It's just that you're not allowed to tithe it. But if you tithe it, it becomes okay. Next. You're allowed to put a vessel under a candle to catch the sparks. That sounds like you're ruining your vessel. Sparks are not tangible. Sparks are not mukseh. Sparks don't land on the plate. They're just sparks. New question. All the same things we asked before. How am I allowed to take a beam and use it to, how am I allowed to strengthen a beam? This beam, we're assuming now, is that, uh, once you put it there, it's stuck there because you, you wedged it in and now you, you can't move it anymore. Well, it says, no, the Rafi, it's, it's loose, the by Shakila. You're not making it again, Batel. Another question. Again, all the same questions. Last time the question was being asked on Rabbah, who learned that you can't move something from Mukseh item. Now we're asking the question on the new principle. I'm allowed to put a bowl. I have a leaky roof. I want to put a bowl. We do this in the Torah Center all the time when there's a rainstorm sometimes and it leaks into the Torah Center. We put a pail there. Catches the leak. How could you do that? You're just making the pail non-movable. And so it's bedel of If someone had a case where the water that fell down is still usable water, it's not putrid water, you could use it so it's not mukseh. But in the Hanami, if you had a mukseh drip, things coming out, which is the case of the wax candle. It's going to be very common on Shabbat. You have a wax candle and it's dripping. And you say, I don't want the drip to land on my new marble countertop. Uh, so I want to put a plate there to catch it. You know how to do that. Next question. You have little chicks and the chicks are trying to climb up and they're little weak. So you want to put a basket there to let the chicks jump on. How can you do that? You could be Mavatel the Kaylee because the chicks are Mukseh. He is the opinion of Yosef. That after they come off, you let them move it. Only when it's on, you can't move it. How could that be? Atanya Sulatatalo. Sulman says, Odan Allah, when it's still on, that's when you can't. 
Even when they come off, it's asur. Meaning like this. If I have a bowl and I have wax landing in the bowl, you can't do that because the wax is staying in the bowl. The wax stays in the bowl and the bowl is mukzet. And now you can't move the bowl. Now I do that. You can't make a bowl unmovable. The case of the chicks, the chicks are jumping on, they're jumping off. So they're not staying there. I'm not being about to tell my Kaylee because they're just, they're just using it as a diving board. I have a bright, <laughs> excuse me. It says you can't move the basket. There's a rule. The Muxeh fairy comes down, Ben Hashemashot. And she takes her wand out and she makes the Muxeh Ben Hashemashot. If something's not movable, Ben Hashemashot, even though the item that was there was removed, it remains Muxeh. It's rule in Basis. If I have a drawer and I have money inside of it, Ben Hashemashot, I can't... My desk. You can't open or close the drawer even though the money was removed. It means you, have, you put money in your desk drawer on Shabbat. And now uh, your wife wanted to use that money that the housekeeper should take before Shabbat, when Shabbat's over. You didn't know that. You put the money in the drawer. And now the housekeeper, 2 o'clock, opens the drawer. She takes the envelope out. It's an empty drawer. Still can't open and close the drawer. But since the Benesh Mashot, the item was there, becomes Dean Mukseh. So too, if the chicks during twilight between Shkia and, 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 and night, whatever the exact time frame is, what exactly Ben Hashem HaShot is, is not for the scope of the daft. But if your thing is Mukseh during Ben Hashem HaShot, that's when the Mukseh fairy makes a Mukseh. And that's the bright that talks about the chicks making the thing Mukseh. But otherwise, if, if Ben Hashem HaShot passes and the chicks land on it temporarily, it's not Mukseh, and that's why it's okay. Um... Now, till now, again, we were, we were in the world of Rav Chizda till now. Rav Chizda differentiated there's two cases. One case is catching the egg, which is not allowed. We have two reasons why catching the egg is not allowed. Reason number one is because you can't move the bowl to catch the egg because the bowl, because the egg's mukseh. I, I could move the bowl to cover the egg. They allowed it if it's a normal, it's normal cases that happen commonly, they allowed you. That's one approach to differentiate between the two ways to protect your egg. You can't catch it, could cover it. Second approach was, you can't be, make a, a item unusable on Shabbat. So I can't catch it because it makes it unusable, I could cover it. That's all of Chizda. Well, now I'm going to have a new rabbi, and this rabbi is going to say you can't even cover the egg. Because since the egg's mukseh, you're not allowed to move something for the purpose of the Muksa item. We're going to ask all the questions that we asked. Six questions where you're moving things <laughs> for Muksa items. You're catching the dripping water. All the questions we ask, we're going to have to come up with a new answer. You're not allowed to cover it either. Can't do anything. What does he hold? You can't move something unless it's being moved for the purpose of another movable item. I can't move something for the purpose of a non-movable item. What about all the cases where we saw you could? This is the answer. If I, if the case was, I'm allowed to, I'm not allowed to um, move something for an, 
Okay, so now there's a, there's a following trick you could use. The trick goes like this. The trick goes like this. If I have to move something for another purpose, that means, um, let's say I have a, um, a hammer. I have a hammer. And I want to move the hammer and I want to put the hammer on top of my papers. My window's open. The papers are flying. I want to put a hammer on the, on the papers. Can't do that. Can't move the hammer. The hammer happens to be on a chair. So you could say the following. I want to sit down on the chair. Can't sit down. The hammer's there. I'm allowed to move the hammer. Now we're not getting to this right now. We'll just give you just a short rule. There's certain levels of mukseh. We can't go through this now in one, one sitting. There's many levels of mukseh. There's mukseh that's totally mukseh mahmat gufo. That's called a rock. Can never move a rock even if it's on your chair. You have mukseh mahmat chesron kiss. You have your iPhone. Can't move your iPhone even if you need the chair. It's an expensive item. Mukseh mahmat chesron kiss. Do you have something that's mukseh mahmat it's isur. It's a hammer, and it's mukseh because you use it for forbidden activity. That's a lower level. Therefore, I'm allowed to take my hammer to crack my nuts. I'm allowed to take the hammer if it's on my table. So the cases where we're allowed to move this mukseh item was when I needed a litzorach mikomo. That's how I was going to answer it. All those cases where you're allowed to move it is because you had to move it out of the place. And once you move it out of the place, you can put it wherever you want. Okay. Fine. Another question, Rabbi Yitzchak. Rabbi Yitzchak, again, his new rule is don't move something for the purpose of a non-mukseh item, uh, for the purpose of mukseh item under any circumstances. That means you have a bicycle out. I believe a bicycle is mukseh because you can't ride a bicycle on Shabbat. Okay, so you go with, my, with this as my mashal. You have a bicycle outside and now it's raining. So you don't want the bicycle to get wet. So let me take my, my, a tarp and throw it on the bicycle. Can't do that, says Rabbi Yitzchak. Because you can't move the tarp for the purpose of the bicycle as mukseh. You want to use an example that everyone agrees is mukseh. You don't like the bicycle example? You have your car. Okay, everyone agrees the car is mukseh. And it's raining. And you want to cover your car. You want to throw a tarp on top of your car. Can't do that. Because you're not allowed to move something for the purpose of mukseh. That's what, that is the rule of Rabbi Yitzchak. Now we're going to ask questions on it. You can't carry it. You can't use it as a cover. Not to lean something on it. I'm allowed to put a vessel on top of my egg to protect it. So I guess the same answer. Big deal. I'll give you the same answer. I picked up the keli because I needed the spot. And once I'm putting it down, I can put it down on my egg. The, the bowl was on the table. My wife wants to clear the table because she wants to get rid of the bowl. She doesn't have to put it in the sink. She can put it on top of the egg once it's in her hand anyway. Next. Tashma. You're allowed to throw a tarp on top of rocks on Shabbat. So rocks are muksen. No. In those days, certain type of um, rocks they would use for the bathroom. 
you think, uh, don't squeeze the Charmin, you know, appreciate what you got. They used to use rocks. So those rocks are not mukseh. So we're talking about those rocks that are used for the bathroom, you can cover those. You're allowed to throw a tarp on top of bricks. These are bricks that are leftovers from a building, and they used to lean on them, and again, they're not muksa. Another case. You're allowed to throw a tarp on top of a bees hive on Shabbat. We're assuming chama means in the summertime. Now, the problem is that, uh, okay, so you can't, you have to make sure you're not intending to trap, okay, because otherwise you're not allowed to trap the bees. So you throw it on top. Right now it sounds like it's Enomit Kaven, which would be Rabbi Shimon that allows this, okay? We'll have to see how to get out of that for Rabbi Yudah. Okay. So, but I, have, but I have a problem. My bees nest is mukseh because bees are mukseh. So how can I cover, use a tarp to cover my bees nests? Bees nests are mukseh. Answers the Gemara. There's honey inside. Wonderful. So therefore, I'm allowed to carry it. It's not mukseh because there's honey there. Anyone that knows about bees, they're, they're not producing in the winter. It's cold. The says you can cover it in the rain, in the, from the rain. We're assuming covering from the rain in the rainy season. They always used to leave some honey there, even in the winter time, because that was what the bees would live off of when they're uh, hibernating, whatever. Okay. They're also mukseh because you're designated for the bees. You're going to sneak a little honey during the winter and, and take honey out of there. But if you didn't intend, what's the law? You can tell me it's asur because you can't carry it to cover the mukseh. There's a rule. Whenever I, I, I say something's asur, I'd rather stick to the same case. The Quran says it's asur to cover it if you want to hunt. Why do you have to tell me it's asur to cover it if you want to hunt the bees? You should have told me it's asur to cover it if there's no honey there. The Quran says, Yachi, hadatani, when you want to eat from the honey, even though you wanted to eat the honey, you wanted to eat a new chidush, okay, we wanted to eat a new chidush, you can't hunt, you can't capture bees. When it says, Mani, who is the author of the Brighton? Rabbi Shimon is not worried about Mukseh. So why would he not let you cover the bees if, it's, if there's no honey there? If you that holds that there is muksa, then why am I allowed to cover it if I don't intend? Kilos kavein ma'ave, davashin kavein asur. If you doubt, davashin kavein asur. So there doesn't seem to be a working author for this brayta. Olam Rabbi Yudah, it is Rabbi Yudah. Aye, so enumit kavein should be asur. So what does it mean? I'm allowed to cover the bees' nest if I don't intend to trap. You don't totally cover it up. And you leave a little space. It means if I, if I, if I don't cover it totally and I leave it, leave a space open, it's not called hunting. So all this we were trying to work out because we had a problem. Rabbi Yitzchak told me I can't use a tarp to cover mukseh either. My bees nest should be mukseh. 
Why is it Mukseh? Because it's during the winter time. In the winter time, there's seemingly no honey there. The Gemara of Ashes, you got it all wrong. It doesn't say it was the winter time. It doesn't say summer season, winter season. It says, in the sun of Nechama, it says because the sun or the rain, Tani. So what does it mean? It's not the winter, it's not the sun. What is it? There's certain times of the year that both are, are, are both rain and sun, in Israel at least, when we change the seasons. The Yomeni sun of Yomei Tishrei, the Ika Chama, the Ika Geshama, the Ika Dvash. That's the time where there, it's, it's in between seasons. It could rain in Nisan, it could be sunny in Nisan, it could rain in Tishrei, it could be sunny in Tishrei. And the bees still have honey there, and that's what it's talking about. Okay. Now, we want to bring an aid to Yitzchak's statement that said, you can't move something for Mukseh items. Avhuna learned like you. Bavel, Dama Yosef, Osin Mechitzab Lemet, Bishvil Chai, Vein Osin Mechitzab Lemet, Bishvil Amet. That means you cannot go and, and you have a dead body outside and you want to protect the dead body. You can't carry things to the dead body. The dead body is Mukset. So what do you do? Mahi, what's the case? So what do you do? The Marishmab Yuda, Vachentana Shayla Mare, Met Mutal Bachama. Law, lady, you have a dead body outside in the sun. You want to protect it. So what do you do? Two people sit next to the dead body. Then after they're sitting there for a while, it starts becoming a little warm. You're sitting on the ground, it's a little warm. You bring a mat to sit on. Why am I doing it? To me, because I'm, I'm, I'm hot. That's what's getting hot on top of me. So now I throw a, uh, a tarp on top of me to protect me from the sun. Then I say, you know what? It's, it's really getting hot out here. I pick up my mattress and put it on sideways. So now I did this trick. Each guy sat down next to the dead body, brought a mattress for himself, said he got too hot, pick up the mattress, and, uh, and, and, and the cover was there. And now they protected the body, but they, they, they used the trick not to be carrying the muksta item for the dead body. Itmar, metam mutal bachama, famous gemara. We had it before, uh, one of the points. There's two eight salt, what do I do? Rav Yudama Shmuel says, hofchomi mital mita. You can move it from bed to bed. That's called, we'll see, called tiltumanatsa. There's a machloket. If I have a pen on my gemara, I'm not going to carry the pen. And in the case where it's not a basis, can I now go and just move the item that the muk says on to, to, to flip it over? So this first rabbi says, yeah. We had that previously with David Amelech. You put a, a baby or a, a loaf of bread on it. When there is an available uh, baby or bread, that's allowed. What's the argument? means carrying, using something else. is called carrying. Let's say it's It says, You can't save a dead body from a fire. You could. So what's this machloket? If you could take a dead body out of a burning building on Shabbat. 
Because dead bodies look there. Hey, Chidami. What's the Tanakama? What's the Tanakama's problem? Just take it out. If there's no Kikarita, so what's his arguing? Allah must be there are until Tumanatsad Pligi. Can I get the body out by 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 moving it from uh, item to item without touching it directly? So we thought we found the Makloka Tanaim if you could move Mukseh indirectly. Well, the you can't. So what's the reason why they let him carry the dead body out of the fire? Because because a new takana. We're afraid that the guy's going to get going to get panicky when he's, that that the the body's going to get burnt. We're going to have this later on. Whenever there were fires, they get scared that people panic. So in the panic, the guy's going to put the fire out. Put the fire out. That could be an isuadoraita. Better take the body out. Then, then in the panic, put the fire out. Amr Yehuda ben Shila Amar Vasiyam Rabbi Yochanan Lachak Rabbi Yehuda ben Lakish that you're allowed to move the dead body directly if there's a fire. And the last piece of the Mishnah that the, the, the oil that dripped out of the candle on Shabbat and you can't benefit from it. Lefisha Enom and Mucham because it was not designated for Shabbat use; it was designated for burning. The leftover oil in the candle, asur, because it's not minamukhan, it's not, therefore it's mukseh. That means if your candles went out and there's oil left in the bottom of the candle, in the bottle of the glass, that oil is mukseh because it was designated for, for, for burning. The bishimon matir, because that's always a bishimon that does not hold of this mukseh called, uh, in this case it's either because of ma'uz, we'll see later on, it might be, as, it might be because it was it was it was burning Mahmat uh Yusur. We'll get to that a little bit later. And that is the end of our uh daf today.